Welcome to the Yes You May live stream podcast. My name is Amanda May Gray. I am your host as always. It is such a pleasure to have you here with us today. We have got an exciting guest who has been a leader in basically everything she's gotten herself involved in. And I thought, well, that's perfect because we are all trying to become better leaders and better advocates for our own selves. And somebody that just takes charge and gives themselves permission to do so is a big deal, in my opinion. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Miss Roberta Perry. Hi, Roberta. Uh, good morning, Amanda, or good, good afternoon, morning. or good evening, depending on where all of our listeners are listening from. Wherever you are from, we're on the recording, who's to say where you might be? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Miss Roberta. Uh, I met you through Mr. Lance Miller, who was on a couple of episodes ago, and he said, you are going to love Roberta, you have got to talk to her. And I said, deal, I am in. <laughs> Anybody that's a friend of Lance's must be a friend of mine. So thank you for showing up. Oh, really my pleasure. About it. Now, you have been a leader, a woman leader for, I mean, basically your whole career, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And in the entertainment, wait, the, uh, let me say this correctly, the themed entertainment industry. Yes. So I, first of all, I need to know what that means because that's <laughs> intriguing because I like entertainment, obviously, and I want to know more. What is themed entertainment exactly and what where have you been doing in that industry? Gotcha. Well, I love that question. Thank you so much, Amanda. Yes, themed entertainment. If you Google theme, the Themed Entertainment Association, you'll go up and discover about 1,800 a-rated companies from around the world who create, they dream up, they create, they build entertainment complexes around the planet, whether that complex is a theme park, a museum, an attraction, a shopping center entertainment location, location-based entertainment, everywhere. It's, it's amazing. So about 30 years ago, uh, a gentleman by the name of Monty Lundy had this idea of creating this this association, brought about 30 companies together. And I just happened to have my company. We were at there. I was the only woman. There were two women in the room mm-hmm. and I, of the 30. And the good news was I didn't know anybody at that moment. Now, I was thrilled to be part of it. We expanded it now to, like I said, 1,800 companies from around the globe. We've got chapters here in on the west coast of the United States, the east coast, uh, Europe, a- uh, Europe, Middle East, and of course, all of Asia. That's so, so cool. And so you, if you want to know about it, you've got it. <laughs> that's I well. So with entertainment, it can be such a broad spectrum. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta have her explain this on her own terms yeah. than me trying to explain it. <laughs> it no, it's, more sense it's when you great. Do so. <laughs> and so, I love being a part of it simply because. It gives me an opportunity to meet and and be meet the most some of the most creative people on the planet. That's awesome. With I, I mean, my goodness, besides Disney and Universal and all of the amazing people in our organization, Sea World, Chimalong, oh, you name it, the Cedar Fair. I mean, they great group of people, and we that's get awesome. to be creative together, and that's that's just awesome. Keeps me. Excuse me, excited every day I wake up and go, whoa, what's today going to be? Oh, that sounds like so much fun. It is. 
you said it keeps you creative. And I want to know what your your thoughts on having a team, having other like-minded people in your world to help push you forward and further your ideas. A long time ago, sometimes it feels like it's in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> when I was actually in the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of being of being uh, trained or at least attended several workshops on the behavioral matrix. And that helped me to help define my a team around me. Okay. And it, it also, to, and we know about it at Toastmasters, and you know, I'll t- talk about Toastmasters later, but it's about our leadership style. So I, le- I learned very quickly that I was a bottom line leader. I w- don't, don't give me all the story, just give me the bottom line. But I realized, because <laughs> I, I, I need to go right to the solution. I love it. Okay, here we are. What I learned was that's not the most prime way or opting way to be a leader. I needed to have people around me who, who also were, were promote, who could promote, who could come up with a thousand ideas right. and throw those up in the air and kind of see what sticks. I needed people who were social, who took mm-hmm. care of the team. And of course, I needed those analytics. I needed a person or people around me who wanted data and analytics, and they never had enough of it. Because when I could, when I would pr- bring a team together, I would make sure that I had all of those leadership styles on my team. Because otherwise, I can't be a good leader. When's needed, I needed to go to when I needed ideas, I could get that whole group of people who are nothing but create, create, create ideas nice. to bring up ideas. And then we could have the brainstorming around it. When I needed data, I could get more good data than I ever wanted, but you need the data and the statistics in order to move any project forward. So I learned a long time ago with the behavioral matrix, plus now in our leadership styles at Toastmasters, what it takes to not only pull a team together, but to lead that team, as well as to be a member of an effective team. I love that. What I hear you saying is that you got to have, you got to identify what you are, A. Right. And what you're lacking and then bring those things that maybe you're not as strong in together to really bring out the best. Exactly. It's easy to kind of just be in your own little planet or think, okay, I'm the leader and I'm (laughs) going to take the charge and I'm not going to hear other things. But I've noticed too, that it really makes a difference when you are collaborating because people will hear something that you're saying that you would just gloss over and like not think much of, and they can pull it out of you and extract more from you. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I pull together people who, because data and analytics is not my forte. <laughs> not so so I always make sure that they're the first person I bring on board because I can't operate without that. And right. then you always have to have the people who have up the great ideas. And then you have people who who will remind you to take care of the team because it's all about the humanity of the team. And I, I'm a, huge believer in in uh, being being able to be member of an effective team as well as leading an effective team that produces results. Well, results matter too, right? I mean, yes. ultimately, without the results, what's the point? <laughs> it's kind of what we're doing this for, but I really yeah. like that statement. It's all about the humanity of the team. Yeah. And sometimes we forget that when we're in that stressful moment when a project is due 
or when a theme park is about ready to open or when anything. And we all get so sometimes so so tied up in in gotta get it open, we gotta get it open. And I'm a bottom line person, we gotta get it open. We got five days, we gotta do the blah 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 blah. And to have a member on the team that'll just sit with sit you down and say, Roberta, <laughs> these are people, they're not machines. Right. <laughs> Let's Let's remind ourselves. And I go, oh, that's right. It's time to celebrate the team. We can take a break. We can take a beer break or a wine break or a or a uh, Red Bull break. <laughs> <laughs> we can take a break and remind each other why we're doing this and what mountain we're climbing. And I think that matters too. So I think that's something that leadership doesn't always like. Leadership training doesn't always necessarily touch on is that right. celebration. An acknowledgement. I mean, I think there's a lot of acknowledgement, but I, I don't know if there's always that like take a break concept yeah. together collectively because right. I think that builds your team and moves it forward. Yeah. And you are a strong woman leader, and then you came up in a time where that wasn't so common. <laughs> I, I look back on it now, and I never would have thought about that back then. Really, me, I was wondering. No, never. If that was ever like a driving force no. or not? Because I no. know for some people, it's like the challenge of it all. Well, maybe it's because I came up in an era that maybe it was there, but I wasn't aware of it. For me, okay. I knew what mountain I needed to climb. I'd move forward, and I'm uh, my by nature, I'm a curious soul. So when mm -hmm. somebody that Hey, do you want to do this? Wouldn't it be? I go, yes. Why not? <laughs> so, I I, it, it's good. And I and I started. I don't know if your audience needs to know, but I started as a secretary oh. in the hospitality industry, and I I had the honor and the pleasure of working with uh, the Stuart Anderson Black Angus Cattle Company restaurants, and I worked directly for the entertainment director as a secretary. Wow. And then worked my way up to assistant director and then the entertainment director and did that for a few years before starting my own company. But again, it's all about the timing. Mm -hmm. As a leader, you know when you know when it's your time to move a team forward. And you also know when it's your time to try something new or to take it somewhere else and go somewhere else and and have another adventure. And I've my uh, my family came out of Alaska, oh. and so there was always that sourdough adventure part of me in there. That thought, okay, so now what am I going to do? Woo, all I right, let's that. go there. <laughs> sourdough Alaskan adventure. I feel like that's like a whole tagline in of itself. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my friend Rich has tuned in, and he says, as a solopreneur, I miss having a team, especially when it comes to giving myself accountability. Ah, and yes. That I can totally agree with because I think it's I can. really hard when you're by yourself to be like, okay, this is the deadline. And I've always said exterior deadlines help motivate me because yes. somebody else is pushing me forward. Do you have any advice from when you were starting off or anything that you've learned over the years in terms of giving yourself accountability? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, buckle up, sweetheart. <laughs> Woo! Here we go. <laughs> I love it. No, and, and because of, I, I have experience in this industry, my industry has gone through its ups and downs. Yeah. I was at Fox Studios. I, I was vice president of themed entertainment at 20th Century Fox. 
And then my contract was up, so I was taking on another project. When the project was about ready to launch, then we unfortunately had 9-11. So the company that I was going to be working with decided not to go forward because of the nature of the industry and what had happened. Yeah. All of a sudden, I found myself, well, now what do I do? I, 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 like Rich just said, I don't have a team around me. I, I need to be accountable. I need to be able to reach out and help. So what do I do? So I called one of my dear friends, Cindy, and I said, Cindy, just what do help me here? Brainstorm with me. Brainstorm. Because she's so analytical. Brainstorm with mm. me, please, please. And she said, well, Roberta, I'm going to take out my magic wand. <laughs> you are now a consultant. And as a consultant, you can go out and talk to anybody. And I went, hmm. She's right. So then I went and got all my legal roots in, as Rich knows how to do, yep. and to become, you know, to be Roberta Perry and Associates. Brilliant. And I've and I've tried to come up with a different name, but then, like Cindy said, Roberto, everybody knows you as Roberta mm-hmm. Perry. Just you know, go with it. And at that point, then I went, all right. So I did what all good entrepreneurs do. We reach out to our friends, and and have our friends introduce us to friends. And very, very soon, I found a tribe, as mm-hmm. Casey Eberhardt likes to call a community. It's a tribe. And I began to engage with various tribes and then, then and, and, and helped. Because my, my point, as Casey always said, find a tribe, engage with that tribe, help that tribe. And then and only then can you really market to that tribe. So mm-hmm. I did. I went out and found two or three tribes that I could be a full-fledged member of and be able to help. So I was able to help, whether it was for public speaking or public relations. And then at that point, they said, by the way, Roberta, what do you do? And then I tell them I would be as a business development. But the tribes, my community kept me accountable. And then there's a, a long time ago, and again, this is a little bit of a longer answer, but a long time ago when I was a part of a, a technology company, I'd always walk in the back door every morning because no matter how large the company or small a company, you're always accountable when you hold a position. So I'd walk in the back door and I'd walk through our shop and into the customer service department. And I would realize, because I was the head of business development, that it was my job. I was accountable to these people. I needed to find the next jobs we were on. So that my friends, my teammates, families were happy. And so everybody mm-hmm. was happy. So there's nothing better to be that accountable. And now, as a sole proprietor, I get up in the morning and go, all right, Roberta, what are you going to do? How are you going to make yourself accountable? And then if I need that little bit of extra, I'll call one of my friends. And mm. go, all right. So got any ideas? What do we do today? Right. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of like bouncing off other people that you trust and know have your best interest yeah. in mind, but also finding your people and yeah. being helpful to them first and then allowing that to grow into something more. Exactly. I think that's where people sometimes go wrong. They they jump into something and they're like, oh, look at me. I'm selling this or <laughs> doing that. And yeah. instead of just being an asset, which then will lead to stronger business in the first place. Exactly. Brilliant. And that and, and that's how I've operated my entire life. When I left the hospitality industry, I was 
pretty well known in the nightclub bar world. So the nightclub bar magazine reached out to myself and a couple other people and said, let's start a trade show. Or let's just, you know, let's, yeah, let's start a trade show. Ed Meeks is his name. And I, I, to this day, I, I, I say thank you to Ed because we pulled together about three people and then I grew it to about seven people. And then we started our first trade show, which was the Nightclub Bar Association trade show. And we brought in 600 friends of ours and we grew it. And I would just got an announcement today. They changed the name from Nightclub Bar Association or show trade show to the bar and no, to the bar and restaurant expo. But they'll get twenty to 30,000 people to wow. the show. And I'm always so thankful to Ed Meeks for letting me and helping me with the team at working together to really do something for our industry, our hospitality industry that was so needed and wanted back then and continues to be needed and wanted. Yeah. It's I our mean, tribe. It's a tribe. That's amazing. So my show is a lot about learning to give yourself permission. And I think that ties right into this. How do you find that ability within you to say, this is a good idea. I can do this. I can start something that can grow into a 30,000 person event. How have you found your own permission within yourself? And has it been a learning process? Is there any advice you would give somebody if they're in the middle of it, trying to figure out, Am I, are my ideas good? Am I good enough to lead a group? All the things. All the things. Amanda, I love that question because I never, ever ask myself about giving myself permission. Really? I'm more, I'm more like the Nike commercial. Just do it. Because what, I mean, I just do it. I've always operated that way. And my mother taught me a long time ago that I, I, I remember very well. I, I was uh, the older sister for my brother, of course. And my brother won a bike in the local fishing contest. So I, I wanted to learn to ride a bike. I was pretty young at the time. And I went to my mom and said, okay, I want to ride the bike. And she just, and even then she said, well, honey, just go do it. I went, oh, okay. I didn't need permission. I just, you know, I needed to permission to borrow my brother's bike <laughs> and, and go Maybe. fall down a lot, but it's just do it. And that's how I've always operated. So if you the got idea that from an, you were instilled with that idea from a young age from your mother. Absolutely. Oh man. And she, must, she, sure, she must have been a very strong woman herself then. Oh, she was very, very much so. So fantastic. Because I think that's what a lot of women struggle with is that idea that they are allowed to try to do something so the idea that just, just go do, do it. it just, just do go it. do it what's the worst and that then, could happen and then and, and then one of the things that we learned so so well from the disney organization is fail fast get mm. in just go do it yeah. and then if there's a uh, marty scalar who's one of the legends of disney i believe it's in one of his books i believe it's called the spark where he just talks about just just go do it and fail fast. You know in your gut, in your heart, either it's going to work or it's not going to work. And if you decide at that moment it's not going to work, find a different path. But if you know in your heart that it's going to work, you need to have the persistence to keep pushing through all of the stops that will come. And those stops, I mean, Amanda, you know, in your life and what you've been doing, the stops just come up. 
No, I find stops more fun because now, now I can, <laughs> now I have a great time figuring out how do I go around that stop, over that stop, under that stop. And I call my friends because I know that if I can't come up with the answer, they'll brainstorm with me and we'll come up with the answer. That's so key is just enjoy the fact that A, challenges are going to arise, but mm -hmm. it'll be fun to figure it out instead of just yes. coasting. So that's a whole mentality yeah. thing that you're really talking on is like having that knowledge in advance. Things aren't going to always work out. <laughs> How true is gonna that? Be, there's going to be problems. And if you know that in yeah. advance and you embrace that, then you're good. That's like biting into a piece of cake, expecting it to be carrot, and it turns out chocolate and freaking out like something's going to happen. But if you have the expectation in advance of one thing, aka that it's not all going to work out, then you're better prepared for it. If you think it's always going to work out perfectly, then when you bite into the chocolate cake, you're going to be like, and it's going to completely derail you. I don't know where the chocolate cake analogy came from. Oh, no. I love the chocolate cake. <laughs> Me? I bite into a piece of chocolate cake, and I'm like, wow, like it's good. <laughs> it could, it could, I'm sure I could have probably come up with a better analogy than That's carrot okay. chocolate. You know, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I, no, I was I cake in the house this weekend. What do you expect? Thanksgiving <laughs> weekend. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we had so many leftovers. What do you want? Um, Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I must like sweets. That's what happens. I also yeah, like that idea of failing fast. Like just go and do, don't procrastinate towards it. Yeah. I think that's yeah. huge. But having yeah. you, and then what is interesting is you brought it right back. And I don't know if you meant to, but you brought it back to your tribe. When you can't figure something out yourself, go go to your trusted advisors, yeah. whoever that may be. I mean, it could just be a friend that you think might have a good idea on it. Anybody really that you think has an educated opinion towards the subject is what yeah. I'm hearing from you. I have always found that when I can be in communication with another person about whatever is going on for not only for myself, but for them, the solution will be there because they'll bring me up out of the stuckness of the problem mm. into the ability to come up with a solution and the ability to make a decision. Because at the bottom line, uh, it's one of our past presidents, I think it was Rose, uh, Teddy Roosevelt said, you know, the buck stops here. And, and, and it, no matter how many people I could talk to, I still have to make that decision. Right. And I just need to do it, get in, fail fast or succeed, but take the adventure. It will be an adventure. <laughs> oh, yes. Communication, which I think is one thing I really want to touch on before we wrap up. Sure. How important do you think it is to learn to be a good communicator, to teach others good communication? And how, how does that affect leading other people, especially as a woman? Oh, now you've asked me to talk for the next two hours. I'm even worse <laughs> than last. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give you a short story a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Many. When I was interviewing, I had, won, I had won the position of secretary to the entertainment director at Stuart Anderson. And I went into Stuart's office. He called me in about three days after I started. And he said, Roberta, so women in our industry really have a tough time. You, you need to learn to communicate with men. I mean, look around the office. <laughs> right. And in your, 
He said, so I have a recommendation, go down the street and join a Toastmasters club. So I did, and I joined a club that seems like it's now about 40 years ago, which it probably was 40 years ago. I walked in and I joined the Seattle General Toastmasters Club. At the time, and kudos to Seattle General, they had, I believe, 27 men when I joined and me. Now, I love the You're idea the only that woman? there were 27 men and myself because oh. women had just been allowed into the organization. I owe a lot of my career to the training and drilling for Toastmasters, from Toastmasters. I treat Toastmasters. And for some of your audience who do, do not know Toastmasters, again, you can Google Toastmasters International. We're an international organization in 143 countries, 16,000 clubs. We meet, uh, clubs meet on a weekly basis, twice a month or monthly, depending on the club and, and depending on where they meet. And it's all about learning, not only the theory of communication and leadership, but literally jumping into the experiential of communicating and experience. So what happened with Stuart is then I went out, I joined the club and became, I started to learn how to communicate. And the reason I say thank you to Stuart and to Toastmasters is because, because I can communicate, I've had the opportunity then under the guise of public relations to be able to go out and speak on behalf of my company mm -hmm. and at whatever company I'm with. And when you can do that and be on a stage and you, you know, not only do you speak, you give back, you give something of worth to that audience, they will come to you later and say, Roberto, what is it that you do? <laughs> and, then, and then you have an opportunity to open up the communication and, have, and actually have a dialogue, a conversation like we're having today that I'm so enjoying. So anyway, that's a sh short, long story about a galaxy far, far away. I love it. I think it's very important. And I think it's yeah. a, it, it's something that I, I feel with social media. And I know I have an old soul when I say this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of a dying thing. And I've been saying, I've been harping. I'm like on my own little horse here, just like championing this because I think that my generation and the generations below me really need to learn to communicate more effectively. Exactly. And, and it's, and you're absolutely right. In this day of social media and with the day of the metaverse fast approaching and everything else that's coming so fast, we need to be very diligent in increasing our communication skills. And, when I, and, and it's one of the reasons why I stay in Toastmasters because it's my, as a mentor of mine many years ago said, use Toastmasters as a business residency, just like a doctor. You go learn how to do it but you have to have somewhere you can practice. Absolutely. And that's what Toastmasters gives us is an opportunity to go to those meetings and to our clubs and practice communicating, practice leading, and then being coached. How well did you do? Uh, in leadership now in Toastmasters, you get a 360 evaluation. You mm -hmm. lead a team and then your team tells you how well you did. And no matter if you reach the goal or not, you need to be continually improved. Sometimes the only way we would do that in our other life is if we got a raise or a promotion exactly. or we got another job. So Toastmasters is a great way to to be to have a business residency for me. I, I totally agree. I was on somebody else's podcast and they asked me about that. Like, how do you get these skills? 
And it's getting, if you don't have that opportunity within work or you don't feel confident that you can ask for that position, go gain right. the skills in some volunteer, whether it's Toastmasters, if it's, you know, the Rotary Clubs, the Qantas Absolutely. Club, there's lots of volunteer organizations that you can get involved with to gain skills that you don't get yeah, in college. You don't get informal education per se. And that yeah. hands-on training makes a world of the difference. Yeah. Like now, I'm and, a firm believer in the hands-on. <laughs> me too. And and I have a master's degree in public address and rhetoric. And people would say, well, why do you need why do you need Toastmasters? Because in college, my I was at Bradley University in Illinois. I had an amazing master's program. Uh, Dr. Kompersky, thank you, Dr. Kompersky, wherever you are because I got the theory that I needed. But theory is, uh, I needed the experience. Yeah. So Toastmasters gives me the experience to be able to practice the theory and all the books that are being written out there. It's like, okay, I can read about the theory, then I go to my club and I work it and, and see if it works it. or not. Yeah, right. Exactly. That makes a big difference. Well, Roberta, I'm coming up on the 30-minute mark with you. So I want I love to respect it. your time. Thank you so much for coming on. If people want to learn more or get in touch with you, is your website the best place for them to go? Absolutely. And then they can reach out that way. And and I always I always answer anyone that reaches out to me. So I, I really do appreciate it. And I, Amanda, you do, thank you so much for having this podcast and inviting me to be a guest. I've so loved our conversation this morning. Well, good. I am so glad that you came and I appreciate you saying yes to me. <laughs> you know, uh, this random girl reaches out and you're like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but uh, I do want to say the website is robertaperry.com. It will be in the show notes as well. If you are not visually watching this, it's just, just audio for you. But I want to thank you for being here. Thank it's you for saying pleasure. yes. And to all of you out there listening, thank you for showing up. And if this conversation was helpful for you and you think of somebody else it might be helpful for, please feel free to share. Or, of course, you can give any comments, likes, ideas. We are happy to hear them. And, of course, we'll respond as well. But thank you for being here. Remember, you can do anything you put your mind to as long as you just go do it. Fail <laughs> fast and stop worrying about whether you're good enough to do it or not because you are. Period. Thank you so much, Roberta. Everyone have a beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you. Bye-bye.